Hello and welcome to episode number 204 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books and I am here with all of my dogs and cats. Someone is going to be making noise by digging in the carpet any minute now. Wait, wait, nope, nope, false alarm. Well, until my dogs start digging in the floor, I am here with Ashley Gardner from Wattpad, who has been a guest of the podcast before. Ah, carpet digging, right on skew. It's, I swear, it's like I turn on the mic and it's time to dig a hole in the carpet. It hasn't done it all day, does it right now. Anyway, this week I have an interview with Ashley Gardner from Wattpad, discussing in particular the proliferation of Muslim romance on Wattpad. Now, if you are a member of RWA, you may have seen in this month's issue an article written by Alyssa Cole for that magazine about Muslim romance. And if you were thinking, I would like to learn some more, well, I'm here to help you. The timing was not planned. It's entirely coincidental, but I'm pretty excited about it nonetheless. We are going to be talking about the growing collection of romances by and about Muslims that are tremendously popular. We're going to talk about familiar tropes and plot hooks being explored, like converting the bad boy and surprise encounter with a rock star. We also talk about trends that aren't represented in mainstream publishing that are growing exponentially inside the Wattpad community, and also what happens when readers say, I don't see me, so I'm writing me right now. I have links to all of the stories that we discussed, so if you're thinking, I really want to check that out, I will have links. And I also have email and voicemail from you guys celebrating our 200th episode by telling me about the books that made you into romance readers, and this is awesome, so I have links to those as well. And if I could have just 12 to 14 seconds of your time before you hit the skip ahead button, which is a pretty addictive button, I agree, thank you for putting this podcast among the podcasts that you listen to each week or each month. I am enormously flattered that you're here. And if you have a moment and the inclination, I would like to invite you to check out our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash smartbitches. I have goals, many goals. One of them is for transcripts for every episode because I got about 65 to 70 that don't have one yet. And the ability to transcribe every episode is really important to me. Starting with as little as a dollar a month, you can be a monthly supporter of the podcast. And if you have already, thank you. If you thought about it, you're awesome. If you've taken a look or shared the link, I think you rule. But most of all, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. The music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater, and I will have information at the end of the podcast as to who this is. I will also have information about where you can find all of the stories and books that we talk about in this episode. And... Most importantly, this episode is being brought to you by New York Times bestselling author Victoria Dannon. She is introducing a unique and delightful group of witches in the Witches of Wimberley series, a contemporary paranormal romance about witches living among humans in the small and magical town of Wimberley, Texas. Willem is an out-of-work actor. He gave himself 10 years to make it, never got a single paying job. And while waiting for what would probably be his last audition ever, the guy standing behind him in line gives him a card with a phone number on it and says, if you're really quitting, try the witches. Willem is a bright and lighthearted read featuring a reluctant groom, a beguiling heroine, and above all, a lot of fun. You can get your copy of Willem today, and when you're done, you're going to wish you lived in Wimberley, too. I am really excited about this week's episode. I hope you enjoy it. And now, without any further delay... On with the podcast. So 
thank you so much for doing this. I have been thinking about this, this random comment that you made like over a month ago about how Muslim romance is over indexed at Wattpad. And I'm sort of <laughs> fascinated by that because there's not a lot of it in the romance genre as being published right now. But it seems like there's a very, very eager audience for it in your community. Absolutely. I think it's been growing really fast. And it's something that I kind of noticed maybe around about a year and a half ago. I noticed a few stories really making their way up up the hot list, which is kind of, you know, our equivalent of the bestseller list. Right. And they just kept growing and then they started multiplying. And then it seemed like, wow, this is becoming a really huge trend. I think compared to the traditional book industry, you're right. You don't see it published a lot. Whereas on Wattpad, 700 new stories were uploaded in the past seven days uh, that were kind of within that category. So your hot list is the number of reads or the number of people who are favoriting it? Like, how can you say how that's measured or is that private internal algorithm? It's, a, it's definitely a bit of a secret sauce because yes. we also don't want people to be gaming it as well. Of course. But it's a combination of lots of different things. It's not just based on pure popularity because we count reads by chapter so that you can see how people are engaging with your story over time as a writer. Um, and so by that count, something with more reads could just be longer in theory. Uh, so we do measure like engagement, the amount of time that people are spending actually reading it and within the story, as well as comments and faves and replies and sharing. These are all things that kind of go into what makes a story rise to the top of that list. That makes sense. So what types of Muslim romances are super popular right now? Are there particular genres that are um, that are really exploding in terms of audience, or is it pretty much there's nothing, so everything's popular because it, there's this is the best place to find this particular genre? Well, I think in a lot of ways, there's becoming so much of it now. Like in having our team look at it, Wattpad doesn't have kind of a, a Bizak structure or, you know, categories like a bookshelf or a library. It's much more freeform with a lot of tags. Right. Um, and so a lot of it was kind of crunching what are the tags because not everyone's labeling it in the same way. So that was kind of interesting just to look at that. But in kind of the tags that we collected, there's maybe like 65,000 unique stories, which is really big. Um, and like the Muslim community in general, there, it's not one genre or one labels. I think it's really diverse as far as what we're seeing come out of it. Some of them are just traditional stories that you wouldn't even label as Muslim fiction where that happens to be how the character identify. And sometimes it's really entrenched in the story itself where there are really strong religious themes and it's about arranged marriage or, you know, in stories in France, we're seeing a lot of uh, conflicted stories about young women wearing a hijab. I think that's a tag that we really saw come out in France as a different category. Um, and then Wattpad's extremely popular in Turkey as well, uh, where there's a, a really huge Muslim community too, which tends to be interested in different things and a bit more conservative than our U.S. Muslim romance, for example. So are there historicals or well, or is, is it mostly contemporary? Oh, no, there are historicals. Um, as far as the time frame, yeah, it goes all the way into, uh, you know, previous eras and more historical um, stories that set in that era. It's in uh, contemporary romance and teen fiction. One of my favorite stories that I, I saw, a big theme on Wattpad in general is 
bets and bad boys. And <laughs> I think that's a theme that we see through so many teen fiction. And there's a story called Converting the Bad Boy about a young Muslim girl who falls in love with the bad boy at school and introduces him to Islam, which I thought was kind of an interesting twist on that genre. It's really kind of cute and funny and contemporary. Uh, we also see lots of Muslim fanfic, which I thought was really interesting too, because uh, while in some cases they tend to write about the same people, teens all over the world are writing about One Direction, the skew of who they write about within that is different. Zayn definitely comes out on top rather yeah. than Harry. Uh, and there are also, you know, completely new um, areas that we that we hadn't, there are people that I wasn't aware about um, I'm just pulling up the name, it's Manon or Manon, where there's this couple that is shipped from this um, MTV India show that appears a lot in Muslim fanfic. Huh. In addition to the um, converting the bad boy and bets and bad boys, are the tropes pretty familiar? Is it established and familiar hooks and stories that are being set in Muslim worlds and Muslim cultures? I think there are some that are a bit more unique to people within that world. Like I, I said, I think there's a huge amount of diverse genres or tropes, but I think things that don't come up as much are things like arranged marriage, um, like, you know, growing up or wearing the hijab. But I also think that those are quite universal stories of, of self-discovery and being true to yourself that just are kind of encompassed within that theme. Wow. So with with the stories that you've noticed that are that are increasing in popularity, you said something to me over email about how this is this genre has taken over the spiritual genre page. So yeah. these are being tagged more as spiritual stories than romances. I think we definitely see both. So like I said on Wattpad, while we don't have uh, some categories, we do have kind of like super tags where stories are collected on their own type of they're, they get their own hot list for visibility. Right. So a lot of writers are posting them in romance, and that's fine. Um, but we've also noticed a lot of writers posting these in spiritual, probably because they're not seeing a place that is saying, this is the list for you. So they've created their own. And uh, probably about a year and a half, two years ago, that list was mostly poetry, um, nonfiction stories about uh, religious discovery. And now it's, you know, we let our community decide what so many of these categories are and how they're using them. And now it's almost entirely uh, Muslim romance when you look at that hot list or Muslim fiction in general. Um, and I think that while we don't tell people they have to tag their story in a certain category, um, a lot of them are coming up within and within teen fiction. I think it's an interesting evolution um, that this community has created for visibility for themselves. And it also allows people to sort of say to the readers, this is a romance, but it has a very large spiritual element, whereas the religion and the culture affect what the characters do because it's a part of their daily lives. Yeah, I definitely think you're right that it, it is a much stronger signal. And I think the more that people are seeing it, the more Wattpad seems like a place for it and encourages more people to write and add their stories. Right. And you're right, beyond just the, the main category, um, while it does tell romance readers there are a lot of spiritual themes, there are lots of other clues that it's a romance. I think that when you look at the covers, you see a lot of those um, kind of similar embrace uh, covers that are signals that it's a romance story. So of the stories that are, are popular right now, um, 
is it a lot of new writers or is this new people, new people to the Wattpad community or are there people who are, who have been there for a while and are starting to write on their own? It's a mix of both. I think that, you know, one of the first stories that really brought this trend up for me um, was one that, uh, that I sent you by link and it's called a, a Muslim's romantic journey and it won a Wadi award, which is uh, our equivalent of, of like the Oscars, it's mm -hmm. the stories that are chosen by our community as the best stories and it's up for vote every year. Mm -hmm. And this was one that was a standout then, which was uh, the first one that I really noticed making, like even outside of our hot list, it was one that was really visible from all of the data reports that I get that aren't even visible to most readers because it was growing so quickly. And uh, it was one that we were seeing so many new tags added to when we saw this one on the rise. So. It was one of the first ones that I saw, and it's still on our hot list. So this is one that was being written in 2013. It won the 2014 Wadi, and now two years later, it's still one of the most popular stories in that category. But I think we're seeing these stories inspire so many new people to add their stories as well. So it's really a mix of new stories and new Wattpad users and people that have been in the community for a while. And it is also an opportunity to reach the community that you may be a part of as a, if, if you're a Muslim writer, because there isn't a lot of other option available for writing romance fiction that is heavily imbued with Muslim culture. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that it is an area that is being ignored. I also think it shows an appetite. There are so many readers that are interested yes. in this. It's not just Muslim readers that are reading these stories. When we look at what else they're reading, they're reading everything. It's not like we can say that it's one group. It's not like they're from one area. And in fact, in some cases, it's the areas that are um, probably less welcoming to Muslim culture that are uh, have more of an appetite for it. Like I was really surprised when I saw the number of stories being posted in France compared to the number of readers of these stories in France. Uh, there were far many readers than writers than we see the split being in, in other countries. So there were more readers in France looking for stories about Muslims than there were writers in France posting stories about Muslims. Yeah, that's right. Wow. I did a podcast interview recently with a reader who is Muslim and was desperate for more Muslim romance. And when I told her some, there was, there was so much on Wattpad and that I was going to be talking to you. She was like, Oh, Oh my gosh, really? I had, I had no idea. Tell me all the stories. Tell me all the names. I know you mentioned a little bit ago, one story that was growing in popularity. Was that a Muslim's romantic journey? A Muslim's romantic journey was probably the first really huge story that we saw um, on Wattpad as part of this trend. Yes. Can you tell me about that particular story? And can you tell me about some of the other ones that you've seen? Yeah, so that story in particular is now at almost 14 million reads, which is massive for any story in our community, um, let alone within kind of a, a separate category. And wow. it's about a girl who uh, is really eager to, to get married. Um, she's looking forward to marriage. Uh, she is expecting an arranged marriage because that's how her family uh how her family operates and what she's always expected as part of her culture. And then she falls in love with someone who maybe is not the one that she's going to be arranged to be married to, but they 
um, you know, later find out that they're the same ones that he's been trying to set them up with together. So it's a definitely a really kind of cute story. Uh, it's one that's been really popular. Um, and it, something that's so interesting as well is the types of comments. Wattpad allows inline comments. So as you're reading stories, you can see how other readers are responding to them. Um, there's also been a lot of fan fiction now written about these characters as one of the most popular stories within the genre that we've seen on Wattpad. So wait, and people are writing fanfic about the characters of the story. Yes, and that's something that we see happen a lot on Wattpad as stories get really popular um, and maybe the writer isn't writing fast enough or updating quick enough. Other people start to imagine what they think happens and, and write and add those. Wow. Uh, it's something that we see across all genres on Wattpad, not just unique to this one. Um, another one that I mentioned too that I've been really interested in was uh, this teen fiction called Converting the Bad Boy. To me, that just felt like a combination of so many different tropes that we see on Wattpad. And it's one that's popular um, outside of just the Muslim fiction community. We see a lot of people that love teen fiction on Wattpad be really interested in that. I think we're also seeing other areas that are popular in other types of romance. There's a lot of stories about billionaires and, you know, being someone's assistant or maid and falling in love with them um, is, is definitely something that we've seen a lot of. And that's very familiar. I mean, that sounds like Harlequin, that sounds like so much contemporary and also sounds like a lot of fanfic as well. Absolutely. There's another one that I started reading, you know, in preparation for this that really caught my attention because of the cover. And I'd encourage anyone who hasn't been on Wattpad, like every time I, I tell a writer to join, they come and they're like, how do people get these amazing covers? Like, what am I missing? And the talent that is in the community from the writers and from young people today is just always blows me away. But this story is called Muslim Tomboy Impossible. And, you know, part of just reminded me immediately of like Bend It Like Beckham, of a girl who is trying to make her family happy while also is being, you know, quite modern and is into things that, you know, girls or girls in her community shouldn't be interested in. Okay, I want to read that like right now. <laughs> <laughs> with the stories that you're seeing, are there any that you that have really stuck with you? I mean, I know you internally at Wattpad, I know you read a lot of what's happening and I know you're challenged to write um, as well. Are there any stories that you've read in this particular area that have really stuck with you that you think okay this this story is going to go somewhere this is this is going to be this is going to become huge yeah well you know I, I think I'd have to say that about a Muslim's romantic journey that first one I mentioned I yeah. think when I first started seeing it on the rise I knew it was something that was different from what we're seeing and that's part of what I've always loved about Wattpad stories is that they're stories that you can't find in a bookstore or that are different from what the industry is popular people should write about. I think that we see new trends emerging and this was one for me that really um, made an impression on me so much that I'm talking about this in every call and, and kind of meetings and presentations that I've been doing because it's been so fascinating to watch how that's changed and created an entire community on Wattpad. While I think so many writers have been attracted to it anyways, I think that's the one that really uh, because it became so popular and visible, I think that is a signal to other writers that this is a place for these stories and this is where you will find your readers. I think it's fascinating that on one hand, you have so many very familiar elements in all of these stories. There's very, very familiar tropes and power imbalances and dynamics of, you know, the billionaire and, and a staff member or a housekeeper or a maid or secretary. And there's 
the arranged marriage and the first, the forced proximity and the, you know, trying to keep people not too close to each other, all of these very familiar hooks in romance that, that are being set in a world that is so not represented anywhere else. So you have this incredible familiarity in a, in a world that is mostly unfamiliar to most people who are looking at romance fiction from a business point of view. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. And part of it is like, I, I, you're more of an expert in this area too, but I'm curious at why it's not being paid more attention to in the traditional industry from a business perspective, because there's clearly an appetite for this that we're seeing. I honestly don't know. And I think that conversation happens repeatedly as people discuss loudly and more frequently about the lack of diverse inclusion in the romance genre that you know romance is still very white and very straight and very cis and very christian the thing is well why is it this way why did it happen this way why does it continue to happen this way why is the default still white and straight and christian and and why is this so very very narrow when the world is so not for an individual writer who's like i have a story i want to write it down i could put it on wattpad and then there's there's such a low barrier. There's nothing stopping that person from saying, yep, Muslim romance, I'm ready, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So you, you actually get to gauge an entirely different perspective of what's popular. And it, and it is so amazing. Like you ask a publishing person, like what's popular? And they're going to tell you one thing and you ask a self-published author and they'll have another answer. And then you ask Wattpad and it's like totally different over here. It's amazing because <laughs> there's such difference in what's what's being perceived as as popular. It's amazing to me. What other areas on Wattpad are you seeing growing like this? Is this a very singular example or are there other uh, cultural or spiritual groups that are growing in popularity in terms of romance as well? No, I think that you've mentioned a lot within that about diversity in romance and diversity in publishing and fiction in general. And I think that is something that we see a lot of on Wattpad for so many of the reasons that you mentioned. I think that, um, it's becoming a place where people are writing their own stories for each other because they're being ignored by the traditional industry. I think we also see a lot of LGBT fiction um, from from young people. We see a lot of uh, we see a lot of fiction about body positivity. That's a theme that we see across romance. There's a fantastic writer that's been writing some great chiclet in that space uh, and, and those have been really interesting stories that we've seen come up and we're also seeing a lot of African-American fiction across lots of different genres like I think like we've been saying about all of these trends it's not just one thing we're seeing a lot of African-American fiction across romance across fan fiction um, across teen fiction and particularly a genre that's coming up uh, that is kind of self-identified as uh, urban fiction, which isn't always necessarily the most positive light that so many of these communities like to um, kind of identify as or, or group around, but it's uh, a lot of um, you know gang stories or uh, a lot of the rap industry and the music industry stories, and that is growing rapidly as well. I think um, to a lesser extent than what we see in the spiritual category, if you look at the chiclet category, I think we're seeing a lot of those stories come up there. Which is funny because nobody talks about chiclet, like in the industry, in the publishing industry, not in the States anyway. Yeah, I think a lot of these categories are a bit more fluid on Wattpad. I think when Wattpad had started, a lot of our category system was built on 
a lot of what other bookstores and book sites look like. But as it's grown and become not books and more social media in such a different way, Mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing other categories emerge. And so while these um, larger categories that people will identify their story within still exist, uh, they don't necessarily resemble what they look like in the traditional book industry. So when you mentioned body positivity, what kinds of stories are within that area? Um, some of it's our stories about uh, women who don't uh, fit within the traditional ideas of what's beautiful, accepting themselves or finding love based on how they look and who they are. There's one that we've always seen be super popular, probably since about the time that I started working at Wattpad about three years ago, called The Curves Ahead, that's been an extremely popular story on our site. What that, a great title. Yeah. It's a, it's a really great story. And that one's won a Wattpad award also the same year um, that I just mentioned this other one. I'm looking at the title now and it was 2014 Wattpad, uh, Wattie award winner. And, uh, and it's a fantastic story. The writer's called Blonde and Dangerous and uh, we see lots of stories like this. So basically when you're looking at your internal secret sauce of determining what's on the hot list, you're seeing a lot of writers who are who are effectively saying, I don't see me, so I'm writing me and I'm putting it here. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's what Wattpad's always been about is, is telling your own story and finding the right audience for it. And I think that because it's less transactional, it's more about just being heard and listened to because we're not a retailer site. We are a place where people uh, connect with their readers and, and post their stories. I think that that leads to uh, stronger emotional connections and probably more exploration of some of these themes that uh, no one is deciding aren't commercial or aren't being promoted. It's all kind of at an an equal playing field. That's fascinating. So my my last question is always is, what are you reading? When you're not reading Wattpad, what books are you reading? Because I know you just flew all over the earth. (laughs) I have been reading a lot of Wattpad stories lately. Um, I think that, There's been some really uh, fun stories coming up in the teen fiction category. There's a really great fantasy story that I just started reading called White Stag off Wattpad. I've been, um, I loved You by Carolyn Kepnes. I I haven't picked up the sequel yet that just came out, Hidden Bodies, but I definitely will be reading that. And I've been hearing so much about this book, The Girls, that comes out um, by Emma Klein next month. I'm really excited to read that. Uh, I've been hearing about it since it was sold at Frankfurt a few years ago now um, because there was so much buzz around it. So I'm really excited about reading that with everyone else. Is it weird for you to go to publishing conferences in different countries? And and is it weird to sort of translate your world to the publishing world? I think that in some ways it is weird. And in some ways there's so many things that I think people need to learn about. Like the example that I always use is when so many people from the traditional publishing industry and I think both publishers and self-publishers will make this mistake is they'll, they'll upload a story to Wattpad and the things that they'll tag it with are industry terms like juvenile fiction <laughs> and you know, just educating them that nobody has ever searched that ever on our website. Like it's just like I think thinking about how users and how readers uh, act online and how they search and how uh, search engine optimization works and how we structure things in ways for discovery 
are definitely things that the traditional industry should be interested in. And I think that when you see these trends and these appetites for stories, I think that's also something that, yes, they should be interested in. I think sometimes we uh, tend to hear a response of, uh, well, you know, what's happening on Wattpad is so different from what's happening in the traditional book industry. And I think that's true. And I think that what we'll see play out is whether or not it is those kind of first signals um, that they should be paying attention for or whether they are two different industries. I think that what we're seeing in some countries where Wattpad is bigger is that, you know, we, we are the sign of those early trends. In the Philippines, publishers won't even publish a story anymore unless they've seen it's already popular on Wattpad because they want to know that there is an audience there. They don't trust one editor to make that decision. They want to see what readers want to read. And with using a platform like Wattpad, they have a lot of data as to what is actually being read and what what people are looking for. Absolutely. And I don't mean to say that only means the most popular is, is what uh, gets published or what we'd like to see either. I think there's also micro trends that we see bubble up or, you know, one of the things that I'm always showing to people is we can see these stories that maybe are... Uh, don't have as many readers or aren't as popular, but look at how engaged everyone that starts this finishes this story. And doesn't that show you that with some editorial promotion, it could be one of these really uh, sticky things to catch on. So I don't know if you saw the announcement this week, but Wattpad has a new division called Wattpad Studios. Uh, I'm head of partnerships in Wattpad Studios, and it means that my role is about bringing more Wattpad stories out into the world with film and entertainment and publishers and uh, making them grow on and off Wattpad. That's very cool. Congratulations. I did not realize that was you. I, I'd heard about the, the, the uh, studios part. I didn't realize that was you. Way to go. Yeah. So Aaron Levitz is the head of Wattpad Studios, and I'm working with a lot of our writers and the industry. Whoa. Do you think there's more of an interest in publishing or in uh, visual media? I think it's definitely a mix of both. In some ways, I think that... Uh, for publishing, it seems to make more sense. What we have on Wattpad is stories. It's not a huge step to take those stories and bring them to books. Yes. But in some cases, I think it's kind of the chasm between the two that's made entertainment so interested in Wattpad. I think that a story in general is the atomic unit that the entire entertainment industry deals within. And there's a huge appetite for finding those great stories. Um, so we're, we're going to be announcing lots of great things that we're doing in both the entertainment industry and the publishing industry in the next few months. Wow. That's, that's really cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would want to um, mention about Wattpad or anything else that's going on that you want to tell people about? Yeah, well, I think just to give a sense of the numbers, because I know we didn't really talk about that at the beginning, Wattpad is continuing to grow um, so fast. We're growing at a rate of about 120,000 new users signing up each day. Uh, that's which, a lot. Yes, it's more than a new user every second, which is fantastic. I think that to understand how much time people are spending reading stories on Wattpad, they're spending 15 billion minutes a month, those users collectively, which again, is just, uh, if you're looking to reach readers on their mobile devices, Wattpad really is the place for that. And, <laughs> and people say teenagers don't read. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I was so mad at that article a few months ago, but um, <laughs> so everybody ludicrous. <laughs> I think it's about how you ask them, do they read? Like When you look at how that question in that study was actually posed, it was, do you read books? And right. I'm sure if you ask teens today, do you use a camera? Most of them would say no. Like, when's the last time they used a digital camera or film? But they're taking, you know, millions of pictures 
with their phones each month. And I think that it's a similar thing with what they're reading. Even when we see uh, a lot of people don't consider what they read on Wattpad as books. They're reading what a friend in their class, the fan fiction they read about One Direction, or they're writing their own stories, or they're reading something that a uh, you know, writer in Italy who speaks English is sharing with the world. And they see it more as social connection in the same way that they follow YouTubers rather than uh, reading a book. The whole idea that teens don't read when there is so much time interacting with text that's spent in a day is just baffling to me. Like, of course, you <laughs> ask the questions, do you read books? Well, that that brings up a specific image. But do you read text all day? Do you prefer text to dealing with people? I would totally say yes to that. Are you kidding? Yeah. I and read I, all day. <laughs> <laughs> and so much of the reason that I think Wattpad has become so popular, especially with young people, is that there's also never been a time where people are writing more. Like, yes, that might be more emails and more blog posts and more texts, but this level of literacy and communication and how important that is for young people today, I think that there's never been a generation as prepared to write an entire book or write something full length and, and sh want to share it with their friends in the world than ever before. And there's a, a, an increasingly common language that more and more people are learning English and other languages just to be able to write in them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we see a trend on Wattpad of people wanting to practice their language skills by offering to translate stories for other writers. So that's another thing that takes a lot of money and a lot of time in the traditional industry where people are just doing it for passion on Wattpad. That's incredible. Are you ready for some 200th episode voicemail? I am. So let's go. Hi, this is Hayden from Pennsylvania. I was calling to um, let you know my first romance novel I ever read at the age of 13 was Key of Light by Nora Roberts, and it started me on a journey up until now I'm 25 um, reading romance, and I love it. I've been loving it ever since I was 13. Thanks so much. Bye. I have to say, I am not sure if the actual number of people who were brought into the romance genre by Nora Roberts could be calculated using known methods of math. Like, I know a lot of readers came in through Sweet Valley High or Sweet Dreams. I was definitely a Sweet Valley High gateway reader. And I know a lot of readers discovered romance through Silhouette and Harlequin. And I think there's like a huge division of just Nora Roberts readers. Like, these are the people who stumbled into a Nora and went, oh, well, look at that. So thank you for calling. This has given me a lot to think about. I think that's so cool. Also, that's a really good book. Hi, bitches. This is Sci-Fi Girl 1986, and I wanted to congratulate you on 200 episodes. I first started reading romance novels the tail end of my freshman year of high school back in 2001. And that first book, I always thought it was called Her Private Bodyguard, but apparently it was not. Uh, it was actually uh, the second book in Amanda Stevens Gallagher Justice series. And... Uh, from that point on, I actually wouldn't stop reading. I think the most time I spent not reading was maybe two days. Um, and that wasn't the book that made the biggest impact on me, though. I, there were two of those. The first was Harry Potter, because every one of my generation had to read Harry Potter. And um, the other was um, Three Fates by Nora Roberts which is actually my favorite book, and it made me realize that 
it's not just straight contemporaries anymore that you can actually have fantasy and and more than one hero and heroine and I actually just finished listening to it again so it's probably about my 10th time uh you know once again just wanted to say congratulations and I hope to have I hope to hear 200 more episodes at least Hey, Sci-Fi Girl. That's awesome. Thank you. I would love to have 200 more episodes, too. I'm not going to record them all at once. I would lose my voice. But thank you. That's so great. It, it is so cool to know how much people love the podcast and how much um, how much we're all connected by all of these different books. The <laughs> first thing I thought of when you said that the longest period of time I went without reading was two days, my first thought was, oh, my God, were you sick? Because for me, when I'm stressed, the first thing that happens is I stop reading and then I'm like, oh, why are you constantly refreshing this website? You need to go decompress and read something like really, really enjoyable. Then I head for the special folder of these are your restorative books. It's like restorative yoga in literary form. I also had no plans that there would be two Nora Robert mentions in a row, y'all. That was not on purpose. But like I said, there's a lot of people who discover Nora and go, oh, you can do all of these things. And I have never heard of the Gallagher Justice series, but now I have to look it up. And of course, if you're listening and you're thinking, but, but, but I'm driving or on the treadmill or I'm driving on the treadmill. I can't write this down. Don't worry. They're all going to be in the podcast entry. If you didn't know that, I write all the book titles down and usually I remember all of them and I link to them. So don't worry. And if you would like to call in and tell us about the book that made you a romance reader, I would totally dig hearing about it. You can call 1-201-371-3272. And leave a message. Google Voice is actually pretty cool. And if my phone is ringing and I'm nearby, I have the option to either send it to voicemail or start the voicemail and then join the call. And I thought, oh my gosh, if I do that to somebody, I'm going to freak them out. So don't worry that I'm going to show up in the middle of your voicemail and scare the hell out of you. But I love hearing from you. And if you want to tell us about the book that turned you into a romance reader, I want to hear about it. So give us a call. And I have an email from a reader who didn't want to call. And I totally understand. So this is from Teresa. Dear Sarah and the Bitches, and that's totally my new band name, by the way, since I hate the sound of my voice on recording, I'm going to send this in by email. The books that first got me hooked were by Eva Ibbotson. Before, I had read books for teen audiences, which featured romantic interests, but none of them stuck to me like Ibbotson's because those were real novels for adults. A Countess Below Stairs featured a countess, who would have guessed, from Russia, who had to flee her family during the First World War and ends up working as a housemaid in the English countryside where the lord of the manor is charming poor and also affianced to a rich and beautiful heiress. Funnily enough now, I don't like books where the protagonists are not single, but the engagement gets resolved in a pretty hilarious manner. The supporting cast is charming, and while I might not be too impressed with the hero today, don't string the other woman along, man. I have reread that book more times than I could count. The other Ibbotson book, which stuck with me even more, was A Company of Swans. It is about a young English girl whose biggest dream is to be a ballet dancer, and she does it competence porn, follows a dance company to South America, great world building, and meets an aristocratic but impoverished, now self-made man. This book was a lot more heart-wrenching because it also has a big misunderstanding, but it just got me hooked. I have not reread those books in the last few years. I might need to again. I also didn't own them myself, but every time I went to my town library and needed a comfort read, I would pick up one of them. Then came the glory that was Georgette Hare and her massive backlist. The books were out of print in Germany at that time, and my mom had a few, but had gotten rid of ones which were in bad shape. Who who does something like that? (laughs) Okay, your parentheses are awesome, Teresa. So when I wrote them, 
on my Christmas list, my uncle got a whole crate of them on eBay for me. Back then, my favorite was Arabella. Now it is Venetia, and I still reread those whenever I need a comfort read. Now, Teresa has also sent a picture that she has asked me not to share on the website because it's too embarrassing, but I have to tell you about it because it's adorable. She sent a picture of herself at about 14 in her fancy pink pajamas, the Christmas that she got the big box of hair. She calls it the hair box during the holidays, and it's a 1966 edition of Hair's The Corinthian, but the German title is Penelope Underdandy, which is the best title. Why is that not on all of the books? This is another one of those books, she says, where stealing boys' clothes miraculously works out. Oh, this letter made me happy, and I'm completely understanding why you don't want to put a picture of yourself at age 14 in pajamas on the internet, but seriously, thank you for sending me that picture. It's adorable, and you are very adorable, and ee, I love this letter so much. It is so amazing to me how there are, there are historicals where I'm like, yeah, sure, absolutely. My butt won't fit in my 12-year-old boy's pants, but I'll believe that of this heroine in this book. Sure, why not? But hair, such comfort reads for so many readers. I have a deep love of all of my abridged <laughs> audiobooks read by Richard Armitage, just because Richard Armitage plus Georgette Hare, it is all good. So thank you for emailing me with the books that made you a romance reader and for including a very cute picture. And that is all for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I will be back next week with more discussion about romances and the women who read them and write them because that's kind of what we do here. But first and foremost, I got some compliments to give out because people who supported the Patreon at a certain level get entirely heartfelt and very random compliments. And these are a lot of fun to create. So get ready. Here we go. Beth A. You make people want to Scooby-Doo, the hustle, the mambo, and the bus stop. There's a lot of dancing that you inspire. To Melissa S., Without you around, things are definitely not as awesome and definitely not as bright or as good smelling. To Amy H., you are kind-hearted, inspiring, and a terrific cook. To Carissa W., you smell better than everything, including bakeries, hot chocolate, and clean laundry. And to Susan L., you have the best sense of humor and you make people laugh effortlessly. If you're wondering what the heck is going on, have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. You can take a look at our campaign to support the podcast if you have done so. I am very, very thankful. This podcast was brought to you by New York Times bestselling author Victoria Dannon. She would like to introduce you to the unique and delightful Witches of Wimberley series, a contemporary paranormal romance about witches living among humans in the small, magical town of Wimberley, Texas. Willem is a bright and lighthearted read featuring a reluctant groom, a beguiling heroine, and a lot of fun. And when you're done, you're going to wish you lived in Wimberley, too. The music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. This is Pete Bog Fairies. This is from their album Black House, and this track is called The Ranch. I will have links to the album and the song if you're thinking that this might be music you wish to have in your permanent collection, because, well, it's pretty rad, right? I mean, I dig it. And if you would like to call us and leave a voicemail with your book or books that turned you into a romance reader, I would love to hear from you. You can call 1201-371-3272. I love hearing from you guys, and I think it is so cool to hear all of the different books that brought us into the genre. And I also have this suspicion that when romance readers get together, even if we have absolutely nothing else in common, we could probably talk about books for at least six years. I can't promise I'll do a podcast for six years, but it would be really fun if I did. So if you want to call, 
1-201-371-3272. Leave us a voicemail. Tell me about the book that made you into a romance reader. And if it was Nora Roberts, I'll be really, really excited, but not very surprised. But in the meantime, on behalf of Ashley Gardner and myself and everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend. <laughs>